Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome. This is Jaikar, and it is April 27th, 2018. And we are going to talk today about the relationship blues. So today's podcast title is Women's Grit and Grace, Are You Singing the Relationship Blues? Intimate relationships are held by many Eastern traditions as the highest form of yoga. Yoga meaning what basically the Sanskrit Sanskrit meaning of yoga is actually that which brings from darkness to light. Intimate relationships will bring the darkness hidden within you out for transforming in the light of day through the relationship. It is the longing within the heart of all love that is true, and we are instead taught to engage each other as commodities on demand. You are to be, do, not do this if you love me, or if you loved me, you'd behave the way I want you to, you'd agree with me, etc. This is what I call the commodity version of relationship. To not much surprise, Such relationships, the commodity relationships, hit troubled waters once one person does not agree to, um, you know, being being told um, how to love somebody, or they go elsewhere seeking the connection and support that they um, thought they would get in the relationship. Today, I'm going to talk about how to engage the true magic of intimate relationship to be seen and loved just as you are, warts and all. To do this requires you can hold yourself with such love, enough love, to offer love to another. Relationships otherwise will show themselves in time to be either an exchange of commodities or caretaking by one person or the other. Unhappiness, resentment, lying, and betrayal are the results in time, not the intimate and soul connection desired. So, this is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot for 15 minutes. But, so... What I'm going to start with is what I start at what I finished with. Okay. So if you are in what I call a commodity relationship, i.e., you know, I'm the wife and I do fill in the blank. You're the husband and you do this. Um, I call it parallel roles. Um, it's often what relationships go to in the child rearing years, um, simply because there's a lot to be done. You know, there's earning a living, there's taking care of your home, there's any sort of job and job responsibilities and peripherals. Um, Along come children and there's all of what they need. And so what most families do, most couples do, um, is they task, you know, you do this, you do this. That's fine because that's just tasking the work of a family. But where it gets into trouble is if you that's all you're doing is tasking you know okay you're the mom so you do this you're the dad you do this I'm the wife you do this and you don't have a way to kind of bridge over to the other person that 
what I call is is the third container is the relationship um, or your caretaking okay and your caretaking you know and and I hear women say this sometimes when they're working with me they go oh you know he's just my first baby or he's my last baby meaning you know they're talking about their husband and I kind of right away bracket that as okay stop halt uh, before you say anything else talk to me about that because if you are mothering your partner that is not going to end well long term um, the woman will get resentful and the man won't grow up. He, he, will, he will relate to her as he related to his mother, which you may or may not like, but he isn't treating you as a woman, as a goddess, as his partner. Okay? So now, again, I'm speaking in very what I call black and white terms. Of course, there are times you become a caretaker for the person you're with and you love. They're sick. They had something hard happen at work. They have something hard going on with their side of the family. They're just having a hard part of life. Of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to cross that line into caretaking, but it's it's a line you cross and then you come back from. It's not the foundation. It's not the basis. It's not the main dynamic in your relationship. The same is true with the commodity um, form of relationship. Um, of course, you know, we do things for each other. Um, that's just that's just being good friends. That's being in a healthy relationship. Commodity is different than ending to the other person through acts of kindness, generosity, support. Commodity is more that, um, you know, I'm married to you, and when I do these things, you owe me. And what you owe me may not even be what the other person wants to give you, but there's a contract within your brain or even between the two of you that that's what you do for each other. You owe each other. You do for each other, but you owe each other then. And it's when you start, you know, kind of keeping track, then you know you've crossed into a commodity dynamic. Um, and again, it doesn't mean you don't keep track of, you know, who's giving, who's taking. Um, because the, it can go from commodity to caretaking pretty easily. But the real, the intimate relationship is, it, it's, you know, I like this definition of it, the highest form of yoga, meaning, you know, we bring what becomes a conflict or, or you know, it starts out as an innocent conversation or question, and next thing you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're back 10 years when they did this horrible thing and they didn't do the thing right five years ago, then you know you are in the darkness that lies primarily within you but is now being brought out into the light of the relationship in, in the light to be seen for healing. Now, we all have issues about how we liked or didn't like how we were raised by our parents. We we also have their models of whether they had happy or healthy marriages or not. Um, so while we cannot like a parent, we cannot like how they were married, we unconsciously and subconsciously have some of those patterns within us. It's just natural. Um, and moving away and rejecting a marriage uh, form that our parents had or type or flavor or, you know, rejecting a, or, or walking away from a parent 
not the same as transforming those unconscious subconscious patterns. Um, it's often what shows up when when someone has an affair in a marriage. Okay, um, they have parents who didn't talk about anything. You know, it was the generation of the 50s and 60s where the marriages were more commodities. I do this for you, you do this for me. Um, I'm grateful because you come home every night and I'm grateful because you make sure my shirts are ironed. Um, But if you asked for more than that, you were asking for too much. Um, And these were, you know, the parents of the children born in 50s and 40s and sometimes even early 60s, these were people that had been to war very young, and they had gone through horrific events and experiences and then came back and, you know, our our American economy said, we need to keep um, producing like we did during the war, so let's just create an artificial norm for keeping our economic wheels going. And, you know, that informed a lot of the roles that women were supposed to take and that men were supposed to take. Children of those um, children of those kind of non-emotionally intelligent marriages were the boomers. And we've kind of gone to the opposite extreme, which is unless it feels good, <laughs> we don't want it, we don't like it, we dump it. Um, this Again, I'm t- talking gross generalizations. This is not true for everybody, but it is definitely a pattern, significant pattern shift from one generation to the other. The problem with making a shift based on reaction to something is is it tends to go too far the opposite way because it's trying to seek balance. That's what life does. It tries to seek balance, but if you, you know, it's like sailing. If you tack to the left because that's the way the wind, you know, you're, you're tacking into what the wind's doing, then if the wind shifts, now you have to all of a sudden throw your sails around and be tacking to the right to get to a straight point in front of you. That is a lot, uh, that is what humans do. So if something seems to be too emotionally stagnant, the next generation often is too emotionally lenient. And then that generation tacks a little bit, you know, to the other extreme. And, you know, I think it's why the native, a lot of the native traditions say it takes seven generations for something to really change because it takes that amount of, going to the left, going to the right, going to this, you know, too lenient, too strict, too lenient, too strict, to kind of get to that kind of new new balance. And it takes a while. So, you know, if if how you end your life is better than what you feel, um, you know, you've made progress in your life, then that's a life well lived. But within one generation, we're not going to change patterns that were generations in the making. Um, now that said, things move very quickly these days, so things can, you know, change probably faster in some in some realms than seven generations. So I want to go back to another point that I made in this write-up. Um, it's it's taking love and acting like it's it's measurable, acting like. Um, you know, it, it, love equals you do X, Y, and Z for me. And by default, the opposite is true. If if you don't do X, Y, and Z for me, then you don't love me, right? And when you start having those kind of conversations in your relationship, watch out. You are in dangerous territory. 
Um, love does not answer to the intellect. It does not answer to logic. It is a, you know, <laughs> it is a land unto itself. And it does not play by the rules of the intellect and control. And if you go with those tools and call it love, it will not serve you, nor will it actually, it, it will not succeed. It will self-destruct. Um, and that's one of the things that's really scary about love to a lot of people. You can't control it. You can't control a person. You can't use love as, if you love me, you do this. Um, that's probably, I'd say, the number one reason marriages hit the rocks. There is an expectation that love equals fill in the blank. You know, and it's a combination of commodities. You will do this for me. Caretaking, you should be more like my mother and, you know, take care of me the way my mother did or my father. Um, or be the opposite of my mother and father. Or there's a measuring out and kind of a, a punitive and then reward that is called love, which is totally the opposite of love. Um, Love begins with self-love. You cannot share something with another person if you don't have it yourself. You know, it's kind of like, you know, saying, here, why don't you take half of my ice cream, but you don't have any ice cream. Here, I'll give you some ice cream, but you don't have it. You don't have ice cream. If you don't have love for yourself, you don't have love available to share with another. It's just the what is. If you don't love yourself or you don't have an abundance of self-love and self-respect and self-care and confidence, then what, what you are extending to another is conditional love or what I call commodity or caretaking love. Okay? And it's conditional based on you're either holding your breath and, call, you know, and, and putting forth what the other person wants and calling it love but you can't sustain something um, that you don't have, and nor can you sustain something for trying to get something that there's no resonance in you. And, um, or you tell the other person you love them and you'll do whatever for them. And mark my words, this is, un- this is probably reason number two for affairs. You get you get tired and you get resentful because you know this isn't love. And you you put you put the willingness to extend for that person over and over, over time, thinking you would get back something you wanted and needed. And lo and behold, surprise, they didn't have that same contract. They didn't read your mind, number one, and know that was your contract with yourself or what you're doing. And number two, probably would not have agreed if you were doing it, hope you were doing what they wanted or, or liked, with the idea that they at some point would kind of have a light bulb moment and go, "Oh, I'll read your mind and figure out what you want me to do and give that to you." Not again. Probably number two reason: marriages break up, people have affairs. You can't manipulate another person for things you want by giving them things you think they are asking of you. It does not work. So this is why relationships pretty quickly, intimate relationships, committed relationships, get into trouble after, from about year 7 to 14. 
It's the second seven-year cycle. Relationships have a life cycle of seven years. They, they then um, transform. Uh, the relationship has to transform or it will end. But the second cycle of seven is where you wake up and you realize that person has warts. They have VO. You can't stand the way they dress or whatever it is that just puts you into it's like getting cold water and waking up. You have married another flawed human being. Surprise. They are not Prince Charming. They are not Sleeping Beauty. They are not going to save you from the things your life wants you to heal and transform. They will, in a healthy relationship, they will love you. They will support you. They will have compassion for you. But they cannot do your life work, just like you can't do their life work. So this is where relationships get into trouble. We have been sold so many myths that are just that. They're myths. They're not truths. They're not even workable um, over much of a time. And, you know, it it can be very frustrating. I know when I sit with a couple and I go through this, you know, and I kind of go, okay, here's how you got to her having the affair. This was the expectation. These were the frustrations. These were the resentments. Life is short. You didn't want to be without love. And you, bam. And, she, and she'll look at me and go, oh, my God, how did you know? And he looks at me and goes, why, did, why didn't she tell me? Because you were in a commodity relationship, and once she realized she wasn't getting what she needed, it wasn't even on her radar to take responsibility for it and to be vulnerable enough to reach out and say, we're in trouble, let's, let's get some help. That, and that is true for women as much as men. Men get the rap and probably report more that they're having affairs, but I can tell you in my practice out in, you know, in Boston area, it's pretty equal. Um, women are just a little more discreet and probably, should I say, maybe not as honest. It's not as culturally... Um, okay for women to have affairs, so men are more willing to admit it, women a lot less. Um, And, you know, when we begin to, once they make the choice to, you know, kind of dig deep and invest in healing their marriage, um, they often will be exclaiming, but that's not what I was taught, but nobody teaches that. Um, And it's one of the reasons I have a really good track record. Anybody who's come to me post-affair they have stayed married the shortest time that that, you know the the newbie is five years from an affair my longest one is 15 years and they're still together and happy as ever or happier than ever so you know you don't have to go to an affair to be singing the relationship blues you can just be depressed you can be resentful you can withhold sex you can fantasize about you know those are equally um equally destructive to a relationship because even if the other person seems impervious and, and ignorant on a, on a kind of very subtle subconscious unconscious, we all feel what is and is not in integrity. So know that if you're in singing the relationship blues, you are not alone. You are not at fault. You can can do this differently, but you have to take the responsibility instead of looking across the room and saying it's their fault, they should be doing something. The person who's unhappy owns the problem, but also owns the grace of being awake 
and honest to say it. And so take the lead. You know, women, I talk a lot about leadership with women when I'm working with them, either, you know, privately or in a couple. And women kind of flinch when I say, but you're the leader. And, I, you know, and women in relationships that are struggling really often don't like me saying that. They, I've had women get angry at me. And I go, why wouldn't you want to be the leader of something that's important to you? Why would you want to be, you know, on the passive, receiving, hoping side? Be the leader. And that is different than being in control. That's different than telling them what to do. It's about leadership. And I'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that the next next podcast. So I got to go. I'm over time. But if you've got any questions, always, I'm always happy to have an email um, sent to me at jicar at jicar.com. Um, sign up for my newsletter. I'm actually finishing up uh, creating a more mobile-friendly um, website, and the newsletter is going to start having these podcasts um, in them as well as I'm going to write a little more because the time is so short on the podcast. Um, but anyway, be well, big hugs, and talk with you soon. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.